0: a lot easier, making serious a lot easier. This podcast is powered by Faria de Oliveira Advogados Law Firm. On this week's episode... Biden's administration about the Guantanamo military prison, the deal on the rupture of the Brumadinho Dam in the state of Minas Gerais, Brazil, the European Court of Human Rights on the detention of a human rights lawyer in Turkey, and China banning BBC World News, and lastly, what is going on in Myanmar? By the way, don't forget to follow, rate, and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. I am your host, Natalia Faria da Oliveira. Shall we? Here we go again. The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, announced that the Biden administration intends to close the Guantanamo military prison over the next four years' term. Guantanamo, that's a scary word, because it's a very controversial and scary prison of the United States of America, located in the Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, founded in 2002 during the presidency of George W. Bush and during the War of Terror. It is alleged that over 700 people have been detained for years without any trial or criminal charge. Hello? Where is the so-called biggest rule of law and biggest democracy in the world? Prisoners have been questioned and tortured at the hands of the military staff and agents of the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency. Even nine prisoners eventually died under custody. What? Has anyone there ever read the Charter of the United Nations, which is headquarters are, by the way, in New York, America? Or has anyone ever heard of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights? Of course they have, which is even more concerning. Even though the majority has been released and transferred to different countries, there are still around 40 people in Guantanamo Bay prison. However, the new US administration declared last week that it will begin reviewing this prison's existence with the intention to close it until 2024. Wait, we've heard about this before. Yes, under Obama's administration in 2009, Barack Obama ordered Guantanamo facilities to be closed, quoting, as soon as practicable, and no later than one year from the date of this order. Major fail. About other prison situations, in Saudi Arabia, two Saudi Americans charged with acts of terrorism and detained for over 600 days were released but await trial on March 8, 2021 at the Specialized Criminal Court. Both were arrested in 2019 and charged And the crimes related to terrorism on social media, for supporting women's rights and necessary reforms within the country. Wait, what? One of the suspects is the son of a feminist and leader, Aziza Al Youssef, who was arrested but released in 2019 for criticizing the male guardianship laws and for defending women's rights to drive. Another women's rights activist was released last Wednesday after almost three years in prison. Why? Similarly to Aziza, Lojen Al-Hadloul condemned the male guardianship system and spread women's rights to drive. Even though this right entered into force in 2017, many activists were detained and charged with terrorism according to the law of terrorism crimes and financing, essentially for the, quoting, incitement to change the kingdom's government system, aka for messing with the status quo. In Egypt, a Qatar's Al Jazeera journalist was released after being detained in pre-trial for over four years, with no charges, under the Ministry of Interior Accusations of, quoting, disseminating false news and receiving monetary funds from foreign authorities to defame the state's reputation, end quote. And rumor has it he was a member of the banned political party Muslim Brotherhood. Okay. And who is risking to go to jail is Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Whoa, what happened? He's been charged with corruption and misconduct, but last week, Netanyahu pled not guilty. The indictment was issued in 2019 after the police investigation, which began in 2016, allegedly discovered that he accepted bribes and engaged in a quid pro quo with a media company. In other words, talk good things about him and he would make sure that their competition wouldn't be a problem. If convicted in a three judge trial, he would be removed from office. Stay tuned. (laughs) Abemus deal. The Brazilian mining company, VAL, finally reached a deal with the state of minas Gerais for the rupture of the Brumadinho Dam. This iron ore waste dam disaster occurred in January 2019 and caused over 270 deaths, destroyed the mining site's cafeteria while its employees were having lunch, and flooded the town's homes as well as it polluted the Paraupoeba River catastrophic. The settlement of seven billion dollars already under fire because only 30% is available to people targeted by it and the environment, both the real victims, will also improve the urban transportation, which have no relation to the disaster. Beyond the civil responsibility, many officials are also charged with murder. Investigations reached to the negligent conclusion that the sensors and sirens, which were supposed to detect any problem with the dam, were, guess what, not working. Because this was not bad enough, investigators also discovered that the German safety regulatory company, SÜD knew that the dam was vulnerable to collapse, however, they certified it as stable and safe. Therefore, last month, this company was subject to a class-action civil lawsuit in Germany. We'll keep an eye on both cases. Coincidence? I think not. Last Tuesday, the European Court of Human Rights, ECHR, ruled that Turkish authorities, by preventing detained human rights lawyers from accessing specific websites, violated Article 10 of the European Convention on Human Rights, which states, quoting, 1. Everyone has the right to freedom of expression. This right shall include freedom to hold opinions and to receive the impart information and ideas without the interference of public authority and regardless of frontiers. End quote. Calling the decision unjustified. Rewind a bit. What happened? In 2016, human rights lawyer Ramazan Demir was detained in pretrial for five months for alleged association with a terrorist organization. During that period, he requested Turkish prison authorities to access ECHR, constitutional court, and official gazette websites. Not only he wanted to collect legal info for his own case and defense, but also for his clients' cases, to which they simply said no, deny his access to the mentioned websites. In case you didn't know, even though Turkey is not a member state of the European Union, this country is a member of the Council of Europe and, therefore, Turkey is a party to the European Convention on Human Rights, bound to the provisions and case law of the European Court of Human Rights. Hence, this court considered that Turkey failed to show that preventing Demir from accessing these websites were, in fact, necessary in a democratic society as a limitation to the freedom of expression in a broad sense, stated in number 2 of the Article 10 of the European Convention on Human Rights. In other words, the Turkish measures were declared unjustified. Since we're talking about freedom of speech, BBC World News, a world news television service, was banned by China's National Radio and Television Administration, the NRTA, as disclosed last Friday. According to the Chinese administration, BBC World News related to China's news violated the administrative rules on radio and television broadcaster establishment of microwave stations and the measures for the administration of the landing of overseas satellite television channels. Whoa, that's long. And if mainland China made this decision, so did Hong Kong by terminating the live relay Of BBC World Service Radio, tuned by the radio television of Hong Kong. The rules demanded that information had to be truthful and fair, naturally, but the NRTA said that BBC News harmed China's national interest, security, and unity. This decision comes days after the BBC reported the sexual abuses and tortures of Uyghur women in the re education camps in Xinjiang. What is happening in Myanmar? Basically, a coup by the military, which is now in charge. After the general elections in which Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy Party (NLD) won, the armed forces staged the coup, supporting the opposition who were claiming elections fraud and demanded the recount. Mm, where have we heard this before? Anyways, now the power is in the hands of Min Aung Hlaing, the commander-in-chief who has declared a year-long state of emergency and, once it is over, the military will hold, quoting, a free and fair election. Meanwhile, Sue Keyes is under house arrest, which must be frustrating after years calling for democracy and free elections, after winning a Nobel Peace Prize in 1991 and leading her party NLD to victory in 2015, in Myanmar's first elections in 25 years. Since the coup of February 1st, 2021, the Myanmar's Ministry of Transport and Communication ordered telecom companies to block Facebook and Twitter in order to prevent the dissemination of quoting fake news and misinformation, as well as other Facebook platforms such as Instagram, WhatsApp and Messenger have been restricted the military government ordered release of over 23,000 prisoners, which has been internationally interpreted as making room for political prisoners. The military and the police have been dispersing protesters with water cannons and rubber bullets, more concretely against law students who have been resisting the military coup. The military also revoked the parts of the law protecting the privacy and security of citizens, which protected citizens from home entry and arrest without warrants and from detentions without charge within a 24-hours frame. Consequently, many subjects have condemned the coup, among them the United Nations Human Rights Council. Stay tuned. was it. Hope you enjoyed the legal issues of last week. TLT is excited to see you next Tuesday. Always making it serious a lot easier.